morning, good afternoon, guys, and welcome back to another Geek Tavern. As always, it's me, Sean, and I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And uh, we're missing... Oh, wait. Somebody. Where the hell's Aaron? I don't know where. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It took me a while to get You have no idea what, what I had to go through. How... What the hell do you have? A little bit of everything. Uh... It's a journal or that. It's, you know what the hell that is. <laughs> it seems really from the. Yeah, this is the place that's far, far away. Stuff. Here they are. Here you go. Ah. So I have good news and bad news. I have four DVDs, but apparently the fourth one was destroyed. Oh. So I just have the special features. I see. I guess they wanted no trace of that one. <laughs> no. No trace. It has been deleted. But they did give me this. I don't know if that has any significance or not. Well. I suppose we could put that away. Well, yeah, it's... We don't need that. That's a story for another time. Yes, exactly. You're right. Story for another time. Did I miss anything? Not yet. I think you're right on time now. Oh, great. I feel uh, like shit. I don't know why you gotta cut these things so damn close. Well, there were snakes, rats, a lot of bugs. Whew. Okay. Alright. That's the last time I picked these movies. <laughs> Well, as you can see, we're here to talk about the Indiana Jones collection. Anthology. Yes. <laughs> as it were. And boy, did we collect. Uh, recommended to us by the man himself. By me. Uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we should just start from the top. Uh, yeah, so these are... This is a series of movies that are very near and dear to me i grew up watching these along with star wars uh it's brought to us by the creator of star wars and steven spielberg um so fun fact about the series is george lucas and steven spielberg wanted to create like a type of james bond type character because steven always wanted to direct a james bond movie but he never got the opportunity to um so they wanted to make a character similar to that. George wanted to make kind of like a Western serial type of movie. Um, so they were on vacation one year and they came up with the character Indiana Jones. Uh, Indiana is actually named after George Lucas's dog, who's a husky, who, mm. if I'm not mistaken, is the husky in The Last Crusade that we see at the beginning of the movie. Okay. Um, and coincidentally, Indiana Jones takes his name after the dog. Right. Which it's not actually his real name. Right. We'll get to that, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is a set of four movies, which I do not have the fourth one. I do have it. I just didn't bring it. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was a trilogy in the 80s, and then they did a fourth one in the mid-2000s. Yeah, like 2008. Yeah. Um, which didn't do great. 2007, maybe. Yes. Um, I thought it was nine, but no, it's that's not seven or eight. It's okay. somewhere. I think it's eight. Yeah, I think it's I eight. Think it's I eight. think it was like May twenty second, 
2008. Because we got a new water heater that day. I remember that. Because <laughs> they wrote it on it. So, like, I always remembered that date. Because I, I was, like, so excited to see that movie. That's, and that it was that's really not funny. as great as I had anticipated. I loved it when it came I out. Like but it. No, I still like it, too. Um, I like it. But Indiana Jones is an archaeologist uh, and a professor at a university um, who, in his spare time, hunts these artifacts or gets contracted, kind of, to hunt these artifacts um, or just ends up getting swept up into some crazy uh, happenstance that leads him to, on an adventure with uh, a great cast of characters that ultimately comes out the hero or not. <laughs> sometimes I, I mean some, that's the nice thing about Indiana Jones is he he's not a superhero he is just an ordinary guy who gets the shit kicked out of him a lot but still always comes out on top so yeah, um, yeah he's a very he's a very cool he is a very James Bond like character he's not as like skilled as James Bond is right right but he gets by with what he can nor has the gadgets but yeah, yeah, he doesn't have to catch it. <laughs> he does have some trademark things, though. Right, leather right. jacket, his fedora, his bullwhip, and his revolver. Which he doesn't use the revolver all too much. No, not really. Uh, he more relies on hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. I think he gets more pleasure out of beating the shit out I of him. I think he was definitely shot at more than he ever Oh, shot. yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, too. He gets shot. Like, he's a character who actually, like, gets shot and, like, has injuries. Right. So, uh... That, that's a nice i think that's why people like relate more to him because he is just a dude who's mm-hmm. out just trying to fight bad guys and, and, and it's not even like that's just who he is but he's he comes across like so gruff that like you wouldn't expect him to just like go out of his way to to do this like he, he's got two personalities the one he puts on at the university and then the one where he's an adventurer i was gonna say like, like when he puts on the hat he becomes a different person yeah yeah it's very night and day yeah other than the archaeology <laughs> yeah yeah like, part of it so yeah do we do we want to go in release order or chronological order because this, this is kind of a star order. wars uh <laughs> there's a prequel this was like the first prequel i think it actually was the first prequel to ever be made ever? yeah i don't know about that but it is certainly an early prequel yeah because uh the second movie takes place before Everything before else. The first one. I'd say we go from release date. Release date. Okay. Yeah. So we'll start with. I mean, how? Yeah, I didn't even Ark? realize that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll start with Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was the first one. Which that's another thing that it's kind of the, the Star Wars esque thing is it was originally called Raiders of the Lost Ark. It wasn't called Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost. Ark. Oh. So it's like, Star Wars was just called Star Wars. Right. And Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, like. Wasn't were, until the prequels. Wasn't until the prequels that they just started calling them Star Wars: A New Hope. Right. Episode. This. Yeah. Episode. This. And, <laughs> right. and in fact, A New Hope wasn't even the name of Star Wars when it came out. It was just Star Wars. It was just yeah, yeah. Star Wars. So yeah, we'll talk about Raiders: of The Lost Ark. Um, the first movie starts off in a jungle where Indy has two guides. One played by Alfred Molina, who we know better as Doc Ock, um, and. I don't know who the other guy is. I don't know. But um, <laughs> he gets an idol that he's been tracking for so many years, and that's where the iconic boulder scene happens. Um, and he ends up getting it confiscated from him by his nemesis, Rene Belloc, who is another archaeologist who is a complete asshole <laughs> um, and who will kill anybody who stands in his way of getting the artifact. Um, 
And then, so Indy loses that, goes back to university, tells uh, Marcus Brody, who is the, is he like the chancellor of the university? Yeah. He's also his friend. Yeah. Uh, tells him that he had it, lost it. And then there are two, two men from the U.S. military who come to talk with uh, Indy and Marcus regarding a transmission that they intercepted from the Nazis who were currently at that time. And this is fact that because the Nazis were actually digging for, like they were looking for occult like items. Mm -hmm. They were looking for religious artifacts that could bring them power because Hitler was actually obsessed with this stuff. Mm -hmm. So there is some fact that this is based in. Um, so they find out that they're looking for the lost Ark of the Covenant. So we get a little bit of exposition on what the Ark of the Covenant is. It's power that has been... Uh, it's like supposed to be the thing that holds the Ten Commandments. Yes, the remaining... The, yeah, the remainder of the Ten Commandments. Um, and they find out that they're looking for that. So they ask uh, Indiana if he will find... Because the person who the Nazis are looking for is his old mentor, Abner Ravenwood. Uh, so they, the Nazis know that he has the headpiece of the Staff of Ra, which they have to take to a map room, which we find out in the movie later. But it has to be put in a certain spot in the map room, so a beam of light shows them where the Well of the Soul is, which is where the Ark is buried. So uh, we fast forward, Indy takes the job to go find the uh, headpiece. He finds Abner's daughter... Finds out Abner's dead. She has the headpiece. So they go to Cairo. Uh, and they encounter some Nazis before they end up going to Cairo. And uh, the bar that she's working at gets burned down because of them. And uh, so they go to Cairo. They end up finding the Ark. And the Nazis take it. And we basically have a whole, a whole chase scene that happens. But Indy escapes with the Ark. Um, they go to... Uh, they put it on a boat, and then the Nazis have a U-boat that boards them. They take the Ark. They tell them Indiana Jones is dead. He boards the U-boat and rides it to where they're taking the Ark. Um, and he gets captured. He and Marion are held prisoner while the Nazis open the Ark, and Rene is the one who opens the Ark. And it kills everybody there. Yeah, everybody that for Indy and that looks at yeah, everybody that is like trying to look upon right. the yeah. Ten Commandments essentially. Yeah, gets murdered horribly. Yeah, melts, um, their face melts and they heads heads explode. Yeah, heads explode like they get all the like oxygen and shit like sucked out of them, mm -hmm. uh, and then most of them die by lightning <laughs> out of uh, out of like the heart of the art comes out and like shoots lightning through all the Nazis and everything. Um, and it's then... secretly holding the Emperor. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's just that scene from Rise of Skywalker where he does the big base blast. That um, happens inside. Yeah. Uh, so, Indy gives the Ark back to the U.S. military guys who tell him that they're going to take care of it and ends up being put in the iconic warehouse filled with a shit ton of other crates. Everything. <laughs> everything that has ever been found just gets tucked away. Um, yeah, and there, there's a there's a fun plot hole that people point out about this that I don't agree with. 
and mm-hmm. I'll get your guys' opinion on it, that Indiana Jones is not necessary to the story. Essentially, I, no. Essentially, no, but I disagree with it. While I think, because somebody brought up, they said, well, the Nazis would have found it anyway. Maybe after, like, a couple weeks of trying to figure out where they screwed up. But Indy's the one who finds it because uh, Tote, the Nazi who they fight in Marion's bar, the only reason that they have a headpiece is because uh, the table that she hung the thing on falls out. They use it as like a shield Hmm. and it's in the fire. So he picks it up and it burns into his hand, but they only have one side of it. So we find out that the the old shaman that Sala takes Indy to tells him like the length and everything of the staff that it needs to be put on, but on the other side it tells them to subtract like a foot off of it. So it showed them the wrong place to dig, which is why they never found it. Hmm. But Indy's the one who found it, and if he hadn't have found it and the Nazis hadn't watched them digging it up, then I don't know I don't know if they would have found it at the right time. Right. It may have taken them like years to find it. But ultimately, they still would have died. The Nazis still yeah. would have died. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they would have died because of their hubris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the first time you've seen the movie, Mike. Yes. So uh, I want to know your opinion on it because <laughs> yeah. of, uh, I, I got to say, I think that this is like the best character introduction. Oh, absolutely. To like any character. Yeah. Because any in cinematic history. Yeah, because we just start with like the score. And then you see he cuts what he like cuts away a branch or whatever, and you just see a silhouette there. Yeah, all you see is the hat and the jacket, and like they they never show you him until the guy pulls the gun on him, right? Because he's like piecing together the map, and he hears the hammer cock on the gun, and all we see is his hand come back, and he throws the whip and pulls the gun out of his hand, mm. and then like it's like the perfect shot ever, like. You don't see him, and out of the shadows, the light hits him, and like it's it's great. Yeah, I mean, it, cinematically, that's a great shot. Uh, I guess I'll kind of spoilers for ahead uh, in the rest of the movies, but like, I gotta be honest, like the more they went on, the more I liked them. Yeah. So like, like story wise, I thought it just got better and better. So like out of the first three that this is kind of the lowest one for me like i didn't really care about the covenant like yeah just a story from a story stand base i i just i don't know it wasn't as good as the the next yeah. two to me uh we'll I, I think we're kind of on the same page with sean and i because we we've talked about i appreciate like, it for what it was oh yeah and it, i'm sure like you know just when i i did it as a lump sum it's just I, yeah, I, I could differentiate, be like, oh, that one wasn't as good as, as these other two. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to say it was a bad movie, but, like, comparison in comparison. No, 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 I totally agree. But, I, I mean, I liked it. I, I like the character. Yeah. I don't know if I'll revisit these as much as something like Star Wars or something, yeah. but I am very glad that we... That you guys made me oh, yeah. <laughs> finally watch these. No, but... no, no. I, if if it wasn't here, we would have made you watch it. In another yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the first one's good, and we'll talk about the other ones yeah. in a minute. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's. I mean, we probably don't even have to say much because that's pretty much our thoughts on it too. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's a great movie, but right, like, uh, 
I even did, I, even yeah. re revisiting them now, like my opinions change a little bit on the movies. So I'll I'll just say this much: I always held the second one as my favorite for like a long time. But going back and rewatching them, my opinions might be slowly changing. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Uh, but I I like let. I'm in the same uh, camp as you. The mm -hmm. Raiders has always been kind of the lower, lowest one for me. Right. Like, not saying it's a bad movie by any means. It's still great. It's just, it's always been like, you know, I, w I would rather go back and watch the second or third one before I would go back and watch the first one if right. I were to revisit any of them. But it has a bunch of great shit in it. Like, mm -hmm. obviously, the iconic Boulder <clears throat> scene where even to this day they're doing reenactments of it at Disney. Oh, yeah. The and, flying wing. That's mm -hmm. another iconic scene of the flying wing blowing up. Yeah. Which, uh, a little nod to when we did our Conan the Barbarian and Destroyer, the guy, the mirror monster, like the wizard who was like controlling the mirror monster, is the mechanic who Indy fights, mm. the big wrestler, Pat Roach, who okay. we'll talk about his other roles <laughs> in this yeah, he's trilogy. In, he's in every single one, except yeah. for the fourth, fourth one. He was obviously. dead. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was dead, dead at that point. Um, uh, obviously, like, um, Indy, like, switching out the fertility idol with a sandbag, that's a huge pop culture thing. Yeah. And then, uh... Even... It's so beautifully shot. That <laughs> set is just amazingly done. Well, that, that's the thing that... Like, I like everything that they're doing with the volume, which we can talk about more with the, another thing we're doing. But, uh, like, practical sets, it, they stand out so much when you watch uh, movies like this, you oh, know? Yeah. Like... Because there was just so much that went on to it back in the and there's so so much uh, you know detail to it, like so much put into the detail. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know, it's just not not the same with with CGI or green yeah, screen yeah. or whatever it would be. Despite how convincing it might be, <laughs> yeah, like it can yeah. be convincing, but at the same time, it still looks fake. Yeah, like sometimes this is more convincing. Oh yeah, because it's actually it's definitely there. yeah, and. Um... Obviously, the iconic scene of which everybody knows the story behind of uh, the dude who's like flourishing with his sword or whatever, and then he just goes <laughs> and kills him, and he's like, I don't have time for this, and moves on. So, I don't know. Do you know the story behind that? No. So, when they shot that movie, they were in, I want to say it was Tanzania. Yeah, Tanzania. And they were all eating the food there. Except for George and Stephen, who were eating canned food that they had imported from the UK. Mm. Every single one of the cast and crew got, like, food poisoning, including Harrison Ford. That whole scene, Indy was supposed to sword fight that guy. Oh. He was so sick, they got on the set, and he's just, like, sitting there, and he does, like, the whole sword thing, and he just looks at Stephen, and he goes, Can I just shoot him? <laughs> And Steven's like, yeah, we'll do a take like that. And he did it, and he just went, that's it. And he's like, yeah, we're done. Because it, it is a, it, it's obviously filmed that way out of necessity, because yeah. everybody was ill. But it informs Harrison, or excuse me, it informs Indiana Jones as a character. Because that's something that Indiana Jones would do. He's just like, I have bigger, more important things yeah. to do. I don't have time to fight you in the middle of Cairo. <laughs> I'm just going to shoot this guy and get on with my day. Like that. Like, that is one of the character-defining moments in the film, and it just was, like, brought on by circumstance, yeah. which I think is really great. Yeah, uh, that's great. Another fun fact about that is uh, John Rhys-Davies actually, like, shit himself <laughs> in the middle of a take one time, and he was like, 
like he in an interview that he was was on the special features he was talking about he's like yeah he's like that happened and it was like in front of a couple hundred people and i was like i, I don't even care like it was no <laughs> thing. he's like I, no he's like i really oh, don't care a true actor yeah <laughs> true actor what did yeah, a true actor Harrison Ford would have continued yeah. well, filling his pants. Uh, <laughs> no. yeah. Especially now in his old age. <laughs> Bring uh, on the depends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh Marion is a great character too. Uh she adds a lot to India as a character. And yeah. it's kind of fu- it's kind of funny and bucked up that she's like not in the second or third movie only to be brought back in the fourth installment mm-hmm. and we'll see i i don't know if she's supposed to be in the fifth one i don't even know when the fifth one's supposed to be coming out honestly but uh uh next year i think yeah and sometime next year when he goes back to the past or whatever because <laughs> the future or whatever we'll talk about that after <laughs> what is that? uh but yeah and i don't know if there's much else to say to it, it i mean it's really like kind of like what uh star wars was to science fiction it's kind of what indiana jones was to adventure and like, like type of west yeah westerny type of especially like back back in the 70s oh, yeah. and 80s you know it, it was kind of like a genre defining film to mm-hmm. come out only to be built upon with the subsequent films and everything one one thing i after watching moon knight recently mm. uh i i was talking to sean about this a little bit like uh the mark and layla thing they're kind of like indian marion like her dad was an archaeologist that mm-hmm. he ran around with mm-hmm. and then ended up falling in love with her and they got married and kind of like proceed on adventures and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i thought that was a i wondered if that was intentional probably yeah because moon knight kind of is indiana jones with yeah. superpowers <laughs> he, he is very much indiana jones with superpowers <laughs> uh are we going to rate them individually as we go on or wait till the end to rate everything at once we can have that discussion now yeah i don't know let's rate it at the end okay because i i think we're about finished with raiders and we can move on to temple of doom yeah uh so i guess i'll take temple of doom uh so this one is as we stated earlier a prequel i don't know how much 1932 yeah so like because the first one so like, takes place what, in it's like 10, it can't be 10 years it's right? like four yeah, years like four yeah. years beforehand so it's four four years before the events of raiders um indy is in uh japan shanghai shanghai yeah he's in shanghai the opening of the film is him like dealing with these people he's trying to make a deal they end up poisoning him and his is wendy like with him willie willie yeah willie sorry is willie like with him like traveling there with him or is it no 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 he lao she is like her manager yeah um oh a a quick little nod they're in club obi-wan i i did pick up on that (laughs) which is of course a nod but yeah so uh they poison i think they poison both him and willie no just just okay yeah just and he and they're like well you're gonna die anyway so just give us the diamond or whatever and uh yeah they they play him yeah and so uh, you know this whole action scene ensues uh indy escapes with willie because they're 
she's an American in Shanghai and she's kind of like guilty by association just Indy being there. Right. Oh, and she has the antidote. Too. Yeah, she has the antidote. And um and then they escape with uh Indy's fun little buddy short round. <laughs> And just, just like there. Who, who, let's just point out is never seen or heard yeah, from again. Exactly. He's just like completely <laughs> ignored from like in the continuity from then on. But uh they escape. Dan Aykroyd puts him on a plane and uh Did oh, you yeah. catch him? Yeah. yeah. I think so. I didn't know that until like the most recent rewatch. Really? Yeah, we, we were yeah. watching it and I, and they just like pass him. I was like, that's Dan Aykroyd. And Aaron's like, no, it isn't. And I was like, well, fucking look at him. Maybe, maybe I up. didn't catch it. I looked it up and you, you can hear the voice. They don't really show his face except for it, yeah. one shot. Yeah. And he has like a big mustache. Well, I didn't. I didn't. But you can hear it in the voice. Huh, and and yeah. like when I looked at him, I was like, that is Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> so. But yeah, so uh, they get put on a plane and they're, uh, they're, flying back to America or at least Wherever, safe zone. Yeah. yeah. And uh the plane is sabotaged mm. at that point. I, the I guy to... owns the air yeah. freight. The guy who poisoned him owns the yeah. air right, right. I, I I have to bring this up now. This is the campiest <laughs> out of all of the trilogy. Oh, absolutely. Least. Trilogy at least. We will speak on the fourth one whenever we get there. But uh this is definitely the campiest because the the plane is sabotaged. They the pilots literally bail out with the parachutes, and Indy, Willie, and Short Round have to survive by opening up a raft and falling, free falling. Yeah, free falling out of an airplane onto a mountain, and then you know, sledding their yeah, way down, sledding down the mountain to uh, so yeah, they make it down. This, like, this well... is the movie that like MythBusters tested everything in yeah. it, like <laughs> to see like if that shit would work or not. And Fun the, fact, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Willie is an interesting contrast to Marion, who is like, like you say, an archaeologist's daughter. She's yeah. like totally in the ropes and everything. And Willie in this movie is the fish out of water character. We're supposed to be like the audience insert because Indy's like, oh, you know, you have to go along with their cultures, and short round is, you know, I guess also along with that they're eating like, like bugs and yeah. stuff like that and they're but, just uh, going along yeah with it. yeah they're, they're like you have to like don't insult anybody go along with everything and willie's just like eating monkey brains and being like <laughs> you know how a normal person would be yeah but uh cutting open the snake surprise and all the <laughs> eels come out but yeah so they they trek their way to in panko palace yeah panko palace they're heading to delhi yeah is right. where they were i guess that's where they were headed originally mm -hmm. and then their plane crashed and uh they uncover uh insidious plot that uh a village it had their uh holy relics stolen from them in order to i don't even know do some ritual there's like five stones that if all brought together it's like the infinity gauntlet yeah if all brought together they can conjure kali the great god Kali to like come forth and like destroy the world or whatever. Mm. So they're like underneath the palace, they're mining for all five stones and they yeah. found three out of the five. So they're still digging for the two. Yeah, and they and they stole some from Yeah, the, the one village that they end up at after they crash had the one stone. So they stole it from them and their whole village is like dying. Yeah, it, it was like a source of vitality for the, the village. So. And they took all the kids. Yeah. And used them as slave labor. So Indy is under the ruse of just being like a diplomat archaeologist, essentially. Yeah. Infiltrates the palace to try and find like where like the stones were taken. And the children. And the children. And they uh, uncover this 
plot that uh, they're trying to summon Kali, and uh, they they fight, <laughs> and uh, they they recover the stones and the children, and yeah, that's save the day. Indiana Jones does this thing, right. and he saves the day. Uh, my, yeah. my favorite scene is when I think it's this movie. Now I'm gonna. That's gonna happen a lot. That's all right. Because <laughs> you watched them all consecutively, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, like yeah. Like I took four days, and each night I watched one. But um, this is the one because I think it was the little boy triggers uh, oh, a tra yeah. trap in the, the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, short round. Like that. That whole sequence. That's a great sequence. That's probably the best part of the movie. Uh, yeah, that's Cause, uh, one of the most. Because really, so like Indy's afraid of snakes, which we glossed over from the first film yeah. uh willie is like terrified of bugs right so like uh short round in indy are Which, like fuck that room i would go <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah absolutely. short round in indy are like in a room that is slowly like being crushed and uh willie is like in there and then he's like help we're like help us and he's like i don't know what to do and his face we are going to die <laughs> so uh she has to like reach in past a lever filled with like insects and bugs and shit and she has to pull it not just insects yeah. oh yeah that's, as well. <laughs> that whole corridor is just like filled with bugs yeah and it's yeah. only like that 20 feet yeah it's all just everywhere and she doesn't even realize it until she like lights the lantern and yeah, then and she's like like, ah! like <laughs> all of them uh she would have really hated what happened to uh what's his face uh alfred molina in the first movie with oh all the, all the tarantulas yeah yeah but uh, anyway, so yeah, Willie saves them, but her room starts to get crushed too, right? Isn't it? No, no, no. Oh, I thought that like after she relieved that, like her room started to crush. No, oh no, no, no. She comes in through the door and then she drops the lantern and then her butt hits the <laughs> same device to yeah. start it back over again. And then Indy's like, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, then they all run out of the room. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> And that's when they make it down into the mines and they see, like, the ritual that uh, they take the still-beating heart out of the one villager and then they get found and captured. Yeah, he's still alive and they... Yeah. They, like, send them, they, yeah, they, send them down, they send them down into the pit of lava. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, it lava? Like, I wasn't sure if it was lava yeah. or, like, an actual, <laughs> like, portal thing. To I think help. it's like a volcano. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just like a chamber of magma that they just discovered. Yeah, and they burn that dude. But, like, the closer you get, like, you just catch on fire. You're, like, oh, yeah. not even, like, dead. Because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, that guy, like, and you, you see it, too, when he starts to go down towards it. Like, he just, like, ignites. Yeah. And, and then it's just... Like, and uh, I'll say this, too. This is simultaneously the most campy movie, but also the most violent yeah. out of all of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, um... It's funny because there was backlash after this movie was released because of how violent it mm. was. People were like shitting on Steven Spielberg, kind of similar to how people shat on uh, John Carpenter for the movie he the movies that he makes. But they're like, this is too violent, you know. This is un not family friendly, kid unsafe or whatever. And because of that, Steven Spielberg had like a radical shift in the way that he made movies, mm. where like you could kind of see it in the third one, and then every movie that he's made since then, it's like. There's, like, hardly any violence in them. Okay. I mean, there's certainly violence in the third movie, but, like, nothing can... But not, what's, but what's, not people igniting... Not ripping people yeah. still beating yeah, hearts not, out of their Not nearly on the degree of ripping still beating hearts out of people, or even 
uh, husks of human beings exploding because <laughs> they opened up the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. I mean, you can say somewhat after the Grail or whatever, but even there, it, it's like, I, it's quite mild compared to what... Uh, well, and I think, like, he's benefited from that because, like, you look at, uh... I mean, if you look at, like, Ready Player One, like, there's some violence in that. Sure, like violence, not, but... not even like I'm talking like real world violence, like them blowing up the stacks and killing like his aunt and uncle. Like, yeah, there's there's some fucked up shit. Like I, I think Stephen is like, oh good, the times are different. People like the violence again. <laughs> He's like, I'll just shoehorn a little in here, but yeah, ready play. I mean, one correct day. me if I'm wrong though. Like you don't really see the violence though, not not to the level of oh yeah, no. oh it's, no, 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 it's it's yeah. just like implied violence, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but which, yeah, which I think is a totally different thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Compared so. to this, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of blood in Raiders. Mm. A lot of blood. Um, so we can talk about uh the other scene where he's fighting Pat the, Roach. Pat Roach, yeah. The huge dude. They're on a like they're on a mining conveyor belt, which is like crushing rocks or whatever. And uh, they're, you know, fighting. How does he die in the first one? Is it... Airplane, airplane propeller. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was the first one Because it's, like, rotating on, like, one wheel. And yeah. it's, like, spinning. And he's too, paying too close attention to Indy, like, wanting to fight him. And Indy just, like, turns and covers his head. And he turns. And that's, and like it's, it, and that's kind of a like, funny thing about it, too, is Indy is not ever directly responsible for that, like, the big muscle's death. No. It's always, like... By happen chance or an accident. Mm -hmm. So in the first one, it's the yeah. Even in the third one, he's yeah. Not. It, it, in the first one, it's the airplane uh, propeller that you know kills him. And then in this one, they're fighting, and uh, the dude's like turban or whatever, like yeah, a neck yeah. scarf, gets caught in. Oh the, yeah, that's right. In the, and he uh, tries to save him. Yeah, he even he tries legitimately to save him. tries to save him, and then he just like gets, you know, he gets crushed in like that wheel thing. Right? Yeah, the, yeah, the the rock crusher. Right. Which, that, that which I mean, that says a lot about his character, too. Yeah. Like, he was about to try to save him. Like, he was, like, yanking, trying to get... But his weight just, like, pushed, pulled him down in. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That, that, was, uh, that, was, that was a little, little fucked up. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it sucks for that guy. Uh, I really like the... Um, uh, the minecart portion mine of chase. the... Because mm -hmm. it, like, it's so campy. I, I keep saying it, but it's so ridiculous. Because oh, yeah. they're, like... It's like racing minecarts, and they're like shooting at each other. Well, uh, they're shooting at Indian and, and company, and and they're just like lean this way, lean this way, you know, trying to like direct which way they're going. You you, you cannot tell me that this did not influence Donkey Kong Country. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, to I'm like shit. This is where they got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so funny. They're just like oh, oh. and then uh, they get out. And they're like, and that's when the flood like comes yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. So there's like the that big ass water tower that they just collapse, that it floods the tunnels mm -hmm. to, to hopefully kill Indy, which is kind of a stupid on Molarom's part because it's like, why would you do that? You're gonna lose those stones if yeah. you flood that. Yeah, like, you're gonna, like you're fucking up your yeah. entire base of operations. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that's just the hubris, hubris of the villain. Right. Oh, them not thinking it through. Like, oh, I'm just gonna do this. We forgot to mention, uh, he was mind-controlled before this, right? Yeah, yeah, and he was under the spell of Kali because they made him drink the blood. Which is another very violent scene of Indiana Jones being whipped with his own bullwhip. Yeah. In order, like, being whipped into submission to make him drink the blood. Yeah. They, they, uh, Steven Spielberg wasn't messing around with this one. 
He's like, yeah, the first one was good, but we're gonna make it even grittier. <laughs> yeah, you don't. It, you don't start. You don't see stuff like that no. really anymore. Uh, but yeah, so he was mind controlled. That he eventually got over it. I think short fire round. is what yeah. like, triggers it, like to break the spell. So mm. short round burns him. Yeah, like because he Indy's like at the ceremony and they're gonna sacrifice Willie, but they don't rip her heart out. Uh, probably for just plot convenience. Yeah, um, <laughs> but. Uh, so short round has to like break the spell, so he like burns him with fire, and that works. Like that breaks. And yeah, and Indy and him fight off everyone. Molaram escapes. They uh, they kill that dude because he like punches him, and he ends up like being crushed under the yeah. wheel. Yeah, and then like he crawls away. Like because I pointed this out when we watched it, at Matt and Jess is like he crawls away, and then later on you just see him like just like face down. <laughs> like you think he's all right, and then it cuts and he's like, oh no, he's dead. Oh yeah, he got like, <laughs> yeah. impaled essentially. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we find out that that's how like they're controlling people is like mind control. Right, and then uh, yeah, they escape. They I think he has the stones at this point. He has three stones. Yeah, yeah, he packs them all yeah. in his satchel. And then uh they're escaping across the bridge, which is like the scene that I always remember <laughs> whenever I was younger. Uh they're escaping across the bridge and Molaram is like he cuts the rope? No. So like Molaram Indy's like trapped yeah, on the bridge. That's right, yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. And because Willie and Shortron get across, but Molaram's already there. Indy's still catching up. They trap him on the bridge, and then uh, he's, like, telling him, like, let him go and I'll give you the stones. And then uh, Molaram's like, yeah, no. <laughs> so Indy tells Short Round and Willie to, like, wrap their arm. Like, he, he, yeah. says, he says it to Short Round in Chinese so they don't understand what he's saying. So, like, he wraps his leg around, like, the rope. Short Round wraps himself up, and then he cuts the bridge to kill all the other guys by falling off and getting eaten by alligators and then hopefully Molaram but Molaram holds on and then yeah, they, they have their they fight on the on the, oh, right. on the, yeah. on the bridge <clears throat> which is just a nerve-wracking uh, to think about that it's like well, yeah, it's so, are you holding your it's so weird because Molaram has the, one of the stones and then it just starts burning his hand yeah so it like burns like I guess Indy's like doing like whatever like what, what, what would you call it like he, he's he's like reciting some yeah. some prayer and the stones literally start burning out of his satchel and then Molaram mm -hmm. like the first two fall out down into the river and Molaram catches the third and it starts burning his hand and he lets go and lets go of the rope and then he falls and like gets smashes his head off the rocks <laughs> and gets eaten by alligators and then but it it just so happens that that stone that he was holding was the one that was from the village so like when he drops that in, he catches it and then climbs back up and then they go back to the village and the village is like all like green again and like regrown and they bring all the children back. What about the other two villages attached to the other two? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck those well, guys. Hopefully, hopefully they were just mined out of the, the mindset <laughs> yeah. underneath the temple. Um, yeah, so that's that's Temple of Doom. And then we, we just assume that Willie and Indy go on yeah because that's i don't know that's a that's a because they they like go to new york i think they say they're gonna yeah. head back to america at least uh yeah that's funny because like willie and indy are like there's like she's the love interest in this movie right and then four years later marion is the love interest 
See, and, and I think that's kind of like a Bond type thing, where there's a different Bond girl for each um, movie, like, and that's where the, there's a different Indiana Jones girl in each movie. Right. And I mean, Bond does eventually settle down, so we, we see that later on mm-hmm. in this franchise, too. Yeah. But yeah, and it, it's just funny because, like, uh, after four years, you don't know any, like, have no recollection or, like, memory of Short Round or Willie, but you just have no idea what happened to him. When we watched them, Allison said to me, she's like, tell me Short Round doesn't die, and I, like, looked it up, and I was like, Short Round does not die, and it's like, but apparently he just showed up in one of the comics and then just fucked off, was never heard of again. <laughs> like, Indy, that, that shit was crazy. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that again. I'm a kid. I, I watched how your old partner got shot in that bar. I'm not, I'm not going to end up uh, like him. Yeah, because his, his like, partner, Wuhan, gets killed. Like, yeah. th- there's, like, a scene in that, well, in that scene, there's a sequence where, like, they're popping all the, these champagne bottles. And while they're doing that, Lao Shea's one son has a pistol concealed and he shoots... Wuhan in the chest while all that's going on so nobody would notice the gunshot. Mm. So yeah, like, he just dies. And then that's when Indiana Jones takes that kebab and skewers his other son. Yeah. <laughs> that's dark, too. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of dark shit in this one, for sure. But yeah, that, uh... So, uh, one thing I was gonna mention, there, there's another fun fact about that, um... The shaman of the village spoke no english whatsoever couldn't understand english couldn't speak it like so the pauses that are happening when he's telling indiana jones what happened to their village is all steven spielberg is behind the camera saying his lines to him and he's just repeating what he says and so like they cut out that part of like steven saying this to him and then like so his pauses aren't for dramatic effect. It's just he's waiting for Steven to give him the next line. I mean, he did a remarkable job. Oh, no, he did a great job. Being unable to speak English. But yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it sounds... It's convincing me that yeah. he spoke English, so... I was not aware. Yeah. Yeah, he did not speak a lick of English. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. So... But, yeah, I mean, this is... This is definitely one of my favorite ones yeah i like this a lot um i'm in agreement with sean and we'll get to that point to talk about why uh but this was my favorite Hmm. uh and i don't even think i'm teetering anymore i think that we'll get to which one is my favorite but this is definitely my second favorite now. I could probably guess. <laughs> it, well, it, it's Kingdom. It's Kingdom. I'll just I... say it right now. <laughs> um, uh, this is actually, like Sean was talking about how dark this movie was. This was actually one of the movies that really springboarded the PG-13 movement. Mm. Because it almost got an R rating for how violent and dark it was. Um, but they ended up giving them a PG rating. Uh, so yeah. yeah, and then the fucking uh, MSRP was like, we need something else. Yeah. There has to be there's something. There's got to be a middle ground. There has to be something between PC and R because this isn't cutting it. It's like yeah, it's like if they had given Jaws an R rating. Yeah. So did they retroactively go back and like yes. give it a PG? When PG thirteen happened, they went back and gave it okay. a PG thirteen rating. So I was like, there's no way that they implemented that and didn't <laughs> like. 
might be a stupid question, but yeah, no, yeah, they did. They retroactively yeah. gave it a PG thirteen. Uh, I was just thinking about this Dan Aykroyd. This movie was eighty four, so Ghostbusters was eighty four too. I'm wondering if like they weren't shooting on like the same back lot, maybe, and then like. So they're like, hey, Dan, want a... Dan, want a cameo in, uh, her in Temple of Doom? He's like, yeah. So, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I like that first one. Yeah, yeah I like the Raiders. <laughs> of course he liked Raiders. There was goats in it. Well, <laughs> obviously, Dan Aykroyd was influenced by the Indiana Jones film. He has the, uh... Crystal Skull Vodka. Yeah, that's right. Oh. So. Damn. Army Geek Tavern? Why didn't we just, like, bring in... <laughs> <laughs> that shit's strong. I would not recommend just sitting and sipping that. Yeah, it's not... I don't think it's very good. It's, it's way too, like, bitey. Anyway... Yeah. <laughs> We're not here to review Tanakroyd <laughs> Crystal Skull. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. There's no way I can do it as good as you guys. <laughs> All right, go You ahead. want to take it with the Crystal Skull? I don't want any, any of them. <laughs> Wait till we do the young Indiana Jones Chronicle. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Last Crusade takes place after the events of Raiders. Um, I think it's two years after Raiders. Because I think it's 1932, 1936, 1938. Yeah, so, like, even before, like, World War II was happening. Like, that's, like, the whole point is, like, the Nazis... Before they march in. The Nazis... Like, that's kind of, like, a backdrop to these movies. Or at least the first and uh, third movie. It's, like, the Nazis exist. Like, the Nazi party exists. But they haven't, like... They haven't, like, warred yet. They haven't invaded yeah, they're, they're, like, building... They're building power. Yeah, they're building a power. But everybody knows... Well, at least... So they're not... In the timeline, they're not to the point where they're like uber hated. Yeah. Well, yeah. Germany. I mean, they're hated. Obviously, Germany but... hasn't invaded Poland at this point. Right. So, like, they're just kind of like Hitler is essentially a dictator of Germany, kind of like, or at least he's like garnering that support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and everybody, at least Indian in America, they're like, yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> you guys don't realize what he's doing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, which is it, it's a strange. A strange bit to the uh, to the plots of the first and third movie where like there's one guy who's outsourced he's not German neither of them are German there's a Frenchman and he's American yeah uh, are basically sought out to find these artifacts for Hitler and like yeah it's a it's, it's an interesting uh, subplot to that yeah where Hitler's literally, like, getting in contact with these people, like, hey, go find this for me. Yeah. And then he gives them, like, a Nazi platoon or whatever just to, like, ensure that it happens. Yeah. So in this one, they're on the hunt for the Holy Grail, the uh, the uh, fabled cup that Jesus uh, drank from during the Last Supper. And then his blood was caught during the crucifixion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which we, we get... We get a little bit, and I guess like nobody really knew, aside from maybe if they said it in the trailers, and I don't, I've never watched the trailers for these movies, except for Raiders. I think I did watch Raiders. Um, but like, I guess walking into this movie, you won't, you wouldn't know yeah, what they're looking for until you go in and actually watch it. So the opening of this movie is a nice little tease with another religious artifact um, that young Indiana Jones, played by Joaquin Phoenix's late brother, River Phoenix, um finds which is called the cross of coronado and the 
Gravedigger, who he takes it from, is who he basically models his entire look after and gets his hat, his trademark hat. Yeah. Um, so Indy has that whole thing where he... he explains why he's afraid of snakes. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the whole train, the circus train sequence with yeah. all the zoo animals and he falls down. It's funny because at first he's like, oh, it's just a snake. And then he like falls through the thing. Into the pit. Of and the it's snakes. like a den of snakes. And he's just like, yeah, freaks yeah. out. Um, so, uh, he, he ends up, he gets the cross, he loses the cross because the sheriff shows up and the, also the guy who was paying them to find it shows up and he's like, nah, it's mine. And then, uh, later on he finds the same guy, takes that cross back from him and then his boat blows up and he escapes with the cross. Yeah. Uh, he, he encourages me though. To like continue, like well, his architecture. Yeah, yeah. The grave, journey. the grave digger. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, uh, you're not quite ready for it, but don't give up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he gives him his hat, and he's like, yeah, go ahead, continue to fight, man. Fight the good fight. <laughs> and then he, uh, yeah. So that guy dies. So he gets the cross back, and then gives it to the museum with Brody and all that. And then. Uh, yeah, that's, he, that's an iconic uh, line that we skipped over. It belongs in a museum! Oh, yeah, feel... yeah, so he uh, he gets that cross, gives it to Brody, and then uh, these men show up at Indy's office. Like, he tries to... I get, Like, he tells his students when his office hours are, and then they all, like, bombard him. Yeah, they try and kill him. <laughs> so he escapes out the window, <laughs> like, out into the parking lot, and then these guys show up and, like, surround him, and then... He ends up in this dude's study, and the guy walks in, who's General Veers from Empire Strikes Back, oh, okay. and uh, Maester Pycelle from Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, Julian Glover. He plays Walter Donovan, who is, he knows, Indy knows of him. He's like a very famous collector of like antiquities and like ancient artifacts. And he tells him that he's come into possession of a tablet that is partially revealing where the holy grail is um so he's like trying to convince indy to like help him in this quest and then he tells him that he should find his father because his yeah. father was obsessed with the grail I mean, that's like his life's mission yeah mm -hmm. he's always drawing in his journal like trying to figure out where it is so he tells him you should find my father and then he tells he because he tells him that the person they were working with disappeared and they have nowhere, no idea where of his whereabouts or his notes or anything like that. So he tells him, you know, go find my dad. And he says, your dad's the one who's missing. So, of course, Indy has no choice in the matter than to go find his father, who, his, who he and his father are very estranged at this point because Indy has father issues of you were obsessed with finding the grail and not you didn't give a shit about me. So they deal with that throughout the movie. It's, it's a it's a very good dynamic between mm -hmm. uh, father and son. So Indy goes on this quest. They find out where these markers are. Then they find out where his dad <clears throat> is because uh, uh, they find the journal. Or uh, his dad mails him the journal. Yeah. To like continue the quest and. Indy brings it with him when they rescue him, and then he gets all pissed off that he has the journal because yeah. he's like, I didn't want the Nazis to get that. 
because they find out that donovan is working with the nazis mm-hmm. that he's the one like he's in charge of finding the grail and that's why he was using them um and they leave indy and his father to basically die and the girl that they were working with they find out she also is part of this yeah, she's not the elsa is part of this nazi who party <laughs> had a romantic relationship with both with Indy both of them and uh, Henry Jones. That, that's actually one of my favorite lines is when they're both tied to the chairs yeah. and Indy like leans over and he goes, "How did you know she was a Nazi?" Or they're not tied up yet. And he says, "How do you know she was a Nazi?" And Sean Connery just goes, "She talks in her sleep," and then he just goes, like he just like looks at him like, "What?" <laughs> uh, oh, and then whenever Elsa's like telling Indy how wonderful it was and everything and sean connery's like well thank you it was wonderful <laughs> like and he like turns around like glares at his dad yeah oh so let's talk about that a little bit sean connery plays henry jones senior which that's indiana jones's real name is henry henry jones actually i found out what his middle name is and it's hold on because this is gonna bother me if i don't pull it up <laughs> because and i have it readily available so I think I know what you were going to allude at anyway, but just like it's Henry Bob Walton Mike, Jones, Henry Walton Jones Jr. But yeah. yes, um, Sean Connery. So Sean Connery, who played the original James Bond, and that's right, why Steven right. Spielberg wanted him for that role, was so he could direct Sean Connery. And it's um, funny because he's like, kind of like a timid old man. Yeah, you know, he's he's like, yeah, and he, his son is like the kick-ass guy and yeah he's just like i'm an archaeologist yeah he's, <laughs> he, he's he's an archaeologist like to a t yeah um and uh that's kind of where indy is more of a more of a hands-on type of archaeologist his father is just kind of like the bookworm not the field guy um so this is all new for to drag his dad in on this adventure of like fighting the nazis and all this um so Elsa has the journal now after they leave them to die and they burn down the castle, essentially. Um, they leave them to die. She has the journal. They escape on a big motorcycle chase, which is a very cool action set piece. Mm. And um, his father convinces him to go to Berlin to get the journal back. So they go to Berlin to find Elsa and Indy dresses up as a Nazi to go find her, and while there's this big book burning ceremony happening, like with Hitler at the just up on the podium and everything, and he gets the journal back, uh, has says his piece with Elsa and leaves, and he on his way out with his dad, they literally bump into Adolf Hitler, who is Admiral Ozel from Empire Strikes Back. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> and like he bumps into Hitler and like he notices that he has the book in his hand and he takes it and like signs, yeah, his, signs name his name on one of the pages. Which is funny because it's like exactly what Hitler is looking for. Yeah. Like it's yeah. basically like the key to where like the roadmap to where the grail is and he just like signs it. The page it, he signed it back like, had the, the holy yeah, grail yeah. on it. Yeah, it? the page that he signed I think was actually the page with the Canyon of the Crescent Moon like pages yeah. on it. So like yeah, yeah it was. Uh, well, you can't read English, I'm sure. Yeah, but it, it's, it was kind of a funny, uh, a funny thing that happened in that. Mm. Um, you, you skipped another funny thing that happened on their uh, 
is I think it's before the whenever they're getting on the uh the blimp. Oh no, it happens oh, right. Yeah. The, the blimp happens yeah. right after they bump into yeah. her. Yeah, so oh, they're yeah. they're getting on the blimp and uh uh the Nazi guys are like searching out Indy and Henry because they're like, you know, you have our shit, we want it back. And then he like beats the hell out of him and throws him off the off the blimp and he's like, No ticket. So all of the all people, the are, people <laughs> are like digging around like show their tickets. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great scene. Yeah. Oh, and the guy who runs up to the blimp with Colonel Vogel, yeah. who's the one who he punches out the window, is Pat Roach. Yeah. So, like, he didn't have, like, a big, like... Because Colonel Vogel's kind of the Pat Roach character in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he had his little cameo where he ran alongside him. He was, like, the the attendee or something. for the, and He's, like, waving them down to, like, stop from taking off. Yeah, so he isn't, like, gr- gruesomely killed in this yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike he, the previous he, two. He leaves unscathed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we were followed with an action sequence of them... Because they, the blimp is turning around because they realize that uh, they've been radioed that like Indiana Jones and his father are probably on the blimp to bring them back to Germany, so they go down underneath like the luggage thing and there's a biplane connected to it that Indy says that they're gonna fly off of it and take off, and then there are two fighter planes that start chasing them down. Uh, and I forget, like, where they're at. They're, like, in the Austrian countryside yeah. or something like that. And uh, they crash the plane. Well, not crash. They, yeah. He kind of lands it. It crashes at the end. But... Yeah, it's Henry's fault. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry, uh, oh, that, that's one of my favorite things. Is he's manning the machine gun on the, the tail of the plane. And he's, like, shooting and not paying attention to where he's shooting. And he shoots out, like, the back tailoron yeah, of the like plane. The and he's like, and Indy like notices like it's like We've been jittery, hit. and he's like, Dad, he's like, are we hit? And he goes, Son, I'm sorry, they got us. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, You think he's gonna mess up to it? <laughs> like they got us. Yeah. So they bring the plane down and they steal a car, and they're driving it. Like this is this is one of my like one of the more interesting sequences of them driving into the tunnel and the. The pilot just decides, you know what? I'm going in. And it's like, go. <laughs> I'm going in. Yeah. Like, he just flies it right into the tunnel. Wings come off and everything. And he just, like, is passing them. Yeah. And then he explodes out the other side. Then the other plane <laughs> drops a bomb on them. And it, the car gets wrecked. So they, they're going down, like, running down towards this beach area. And... Indy goes, like, the plane's turning around to come back, and Indy, like, takes his pistol out, and he doesn't have any rounds left in it. So, like, Henry gets the idea to take his umbrella and scare the seagulls to fly up off the beach, and it ends up flying into the plane, like, busts through the windshield, stops the prop, and it just smashes into, like, the hillside. So, like, Henry was the, uh, the hero in yeah. that that moment and then that's i think that's when indiana jones realizes like his dad and him aren't that different after all yeah and they start right. to like have this more of like a bonding experience with one another which i mean that's kind of like what the whole movie is is just that yeah. like bonding more and yeah. like becoming more like father and son yeah this is this is one of the it's like kind of the only indiana jones movie that's really like about something else with yeah. the backdrop of this huge adventure to find the uh holy grail 
because this is really about Indy and Henry like re reconciling their relationship. Yeah. And uh, the other ones, like they have like actual story elements to them, but this one is like that's what this is about. Yeah. Where the other ones are like, here's an adventure. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So. Um. So. The Nazis and Donovan like bribed this king to give them like all these amenities to go into I think it's in Jordan yeah. is where they go to find this canyon of the crescent moon to find the temple where the grail is. So he gives them like all this stuff. Tanks, horses, all this stuff. And Indy and his father and Sala are trailing them. Oh and Brody too. Brody's they, there too. Uh, well Brody's with the Nazis. They yeah. capture Brody. Because I forget why they sent Brody to Iskenderun. I don't remember. Was he going to find Sala? I think he was going to find Sala, but I don't know if they were... Oh, he gave Brody the pages Yeah, for the Canyon of the Crescent Moon. So he had them, and then the Nazis knew, so that they, they scooped up Brody, so they had that the missing pages, which, honestly, those are the two pages that they needed, yeah, they needed in order to get there. So uh, there's like a big fight that ensues, and there's a big battle on the tank yeah. between Indy and the Colonel. Too. Yeah, like and that, he, that whole sequence is great. And, and there's a whole, uh, like you said, Indy's not directly responsible for the villain's death. Yeah, and he's still not in this. Like they're fighting on this tank, and they're beating the shit out of each other, and then Indy just rolls off the tank, and it goes over with the Colonel in it. Yeah. And then he dies, the tank explodes or whatever, and then they think Indy's dead. Yeah, they think Indy dies too. But he, he climbs they're all, up. They're all saying their farewells at the top of the, <laughs> yeah. the hill. And then he, yeah, they're all looking down, and then, like, Indy, like, climbs up and, like, comes over and is, like, standing behind them, like, examining it too. Wasn't it, wasn't it uh, the old man? He was uh, still talking, and Indy's right beside him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, his, yeah, his dad says something about like, and he's just standing right there, and he like turns around and gives him a big hug and everything, yeah. and and then like Indy's like catching his breath, and he's like sitting there. He doesn't have his hat because it blows off right before the tank goes over, and he's like sitting there like on the ground, and uh, his dad's like, "Come on," he's like, "We gotta go take care of this," and he's like, "Oh my god," like sitting there, and his hat just rolls into frame. <laughs> yeah, and then we haven't talked about it up until this point but the score for all these movies is great John and just John and just like the theme the maestro like indy's theme yeah like whenever he reaches down and picks up the hat and it's like oh that's it's time the adventure begins <laughs> it's a it's a very iconic theme it's it's like the imperial march if you hear it like you know it mm -hmm. yeah I, i'd almost compare it to like the force theme yeah yeah because it's kind of the same concept like yeah when they when he puts the hat or does something to start the adventure, you know, the theme plays. Oh, yeah. yeah. When they use the horse, the, the horse theme, theme plays. plays yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison. <laughs> there, actually, part parts of the theme, like, I guess John Williams wrote two part, two different themes, and they add up putting them right next to each other. Mm. So, like, it's the main theme, and then there's, like, the... Uh, there's, like, a secondary theme that he just stuck in there, too. Like, so they put them side by side, and he's like, it works, they're in the same key and everything, so they just let it go. Yeah, fuck it. So, uh, yeah, John Williams is a genius. Um, so they find the Canyon of the Crescent Moon, they find the temple, 
and they go in and they're just in the random ass side of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's actually a temple that is in Jordan. Yeah. You can go visit that temple. I, I forget what it's called, but it's <laughs> it's like at the very tip of Jordan. And I think it's the same temple that was used in Transformers, Revenge of the no, Fallen. Yeah, probably. Um so it's a very famous uh like architectural landmark. Um so they go in and they they find that Donovan has been basically sending people into their death because they don't know what to do because there's all these booby traps set before you can even enter in. Um, but the Grail Diary says what to do, and only Indy and Henry have a basic understanding of what to do. And even then, Indy's like, I don't fucking know what the hell's going to happen. Yeah. So they find out that like there are these blades mm. that are spinning that once you enter in a certain part of this, it'll just like lop your head clean off. No blood, just straight. Yeah, no blood. Uh, Steven Spielberg learned. No yeah, he was like, nah, no blood in this one. So, um, like Indy goes through, gets out of that one, stops the blades, so they everybody can move forward. In the, but before this happens, uh. Donovan has a gun on Indy, and Indy tells him, he's like, shooting me is not going to get you anywhere. And he says, yeah, you're right, and shoots his dad right in the stomach, like, motivating him to go in and yeah. get the grip. So, uh, Mortally Indy, wounding him. Yeah, so, so Indy he, is on a time crunch here to get in and figure out which grail, or find the holy grail. So he goes in, beats the first test. Second test, he goes to do it. Uh, and it's like the thing in the Goonies when they're like playing like the things and like the floor collapses underneath them. There's these tiles that spell out Jehovah, but you have to spell it out in like the whatever the Hebrew. It, Hebrew, Hebrew alphabet. So he goes to like step on J and falls like through and he's like holding on. So he starts like spelling it out in the Hebrew and gets past it. Yahweh. Yeah. Right. So he gets past that and goes to the next one, which is the leap of faith. Which it's a cavern that it's a big ass chasm, and you can't see the bridge because it's like either they never really say what it is. Yeah, they it's, like it's an optical like illusion. Yeah, to that, look that way. Yeah, it, it's, or it's, 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 yeah they, it's like almost implied that it's magical. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's cloaked by something, but you yeah. see the bottom of it. Yeah, so, so like, it, it might, we see the side perspective yeah. of it. Yeah. It might it might just be like. An like, like it is painted that way yeah. or, or that it's like the stone is just like so camouflaged in that yeah. but yeah so yeah so indy walks across that and then before he uh gets the fully across he takes some sand and throws it out so everybody knows where to walk so he enters into the temple of the grail where there's this <clears throat> ancient we can only assume hundreds of years old knight of the templar that mm-hmm. was uh tasked with finding the grail and he did and so he's been guarding it ever since and uh indy comes in and then elsa and donovan come in and he tells them you have to choose one of the grails and there's like a hundred in this room yeah and he says you have to choose but choose wisely because the true grail will bring you eternal life and the false grail will take it from you so donovan being who donovan is this rich pompous asshole picks out like the most jewel fancy jewel-encrusted glass yeah. that he can find, drinks from it, convinced that it's that, and he just basically withers away and turns to dust in like yeah, 10 he turns seconds. into the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, <laughs> and then he dies. 
Um, so Indy is not tasked with finding the Grail, and he finds this really like beat up, like it's just a basic chalice. Yeah, like and a wooden wooden chalice. Takes it. It would have been the everyday water. chalice of the times. Yeah, yeah would have would have been the cup of a carpenter, like he yeah. says. So he takes it and drinks from it, and the knight tells him, he says, "You have chosen wisely," and he tells him that you can't take the Grail with you. Like, you, you now have eternal life, but if it crosses that seal, that bond is broken. So he takes takes the grail out with water to his dad, pours the water on his wound, and has him drink from it. So basically, at this point, Indy and his father are immortal. Uh, well, they just won't die of old age, I guess. Uh, and then Elsa gets greedy, picks up the grail, crosses the seal, like, null and voiding that entire thing. And, uh, the whole temple starts yeah, to collapse, collapse, and she is so obsessed with the grail that she tries to reach for it, and Indy tries to save her, but she's so encapsulated by her own greed, she falls to her death. Yeah. And Indy tries to get yeah, it. And, and, yeah, it almost is the exact same thing. Right? Yeah, so he wants it. Yeah. Which is a great character development for Henry, because, like, obviously, he's faced death at this point. He realizes, you know, his my son went through this thing to save me, and he, like, has uh, Indy by, like, like he's holding him, and Indy's reaching for the grail, and he's like, son, just let it go. Which is, like, this is the, everything that he has worked for his entire life to get this grail. he's about to just sacrifice yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, just, just, right. just leave it. Yeah. So when Indy realizes that, he climbs back up and then they all leave and they ride off into the sunset literally and that's that's the end, that's the end. yeah marcus sala indy and his father just ride off into the sunset but they die <laughs> or at least henry dies yeah so he doesn't actually have eternal life yeah which which is something that i think and that i think that's something that you and i talked about and that's where i came to the conclusion i was like oh right he said if you cross the Great Seal, you're done. Yeah. Like, that, that's it. It may have saved you right then and there, but you're, you're done. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be... Wouldn't he have died immediately, though? No. <laughs> His wounds reopened. <laughs> it just reopened. Right. Like, that's... I, don't know. I, I, I think once you're already healed, like, the healing power of the Grail will work. Okay. But your eternal life from drinking from it is not going right. to... Yeah. Which... I mean, Because I said that in the movie that follows this i was like why did why did his dad die and then i was like oh, well wait, his dad no. died because sean connery didn't want to come back for the movie obviously fair but they just had to write him out but like when they said that i was like should he still be alive then i was like no wait i was like no that that doesn't happen they had to they they drank from the grail and it crossed the seal so <clears throat> and now on to the best movie of them all. Well, hold on. Let's talk about Last Crusade a little bit. <laughs> I, w- I want at least some joy in this before <laughs> moving on to the next one. I, I would say... This is my favorite. Yeah. Last Crusade is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, and it, it took years, because Last Crusade used to be my least favorite. Really? Yeah. But after like rewatching them as I get older, I'm like, Last Crusade's the best. Like This, this is what I was saying earlier. Like The... The further into the anthology, as we're calling it, uh, further I got in, I was like, they just keep getting better. It, like, so when I was done with this one, I was like, I mean, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I love the 
the father-son Yeah, thing. that's really the best like, part about the movie. That, it was that's written very well. Yeah. That's what's like edging me onto liking this one a little bit more than Temple of Doom, just because like, like this one, like not to say that the stories of the first two are bad by any means, but this is like, this is like a deep, meaty, mm. like story between like some nice character growth. Right. And development, yeah. Like, yeah. Nice character story between Indy and his dad. Like it's there's like, still right. that adventure that they're doing, but it's the primary thing is, is the reconnecting with the father. Yeah. yeah. I like uh, the relationship before. I think it was before they found uh, his dad. Uh, I like the clues that they were finding, like them unlocking the the floor mm. in the oh, yeah. library, like in the sewer. Yeah, and then uh, like them blowing it up or whatever. Like that was. Oh um, yeah, the whole sequence. I I liked all that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of the like... things that sticks out from oh, the yeah. movie to me. I feel like this movie in particular, I mean, all the Indiana Jones movies had a hand in it, but I feel like this movie in particular really paved the way for movies like National Treasure. Mm -hmm. It's like them finding clues in like these just random ass places, like real life places. Like you didn't have to be in a temple. They were in a library. Right. Like finding these things and like a castle somewhere. Oh, there's a fun line in this where uh, they're going through the catacombs to find that knight's uh, like his tomb mm-hmm. with the shield, so they can get the rest of the tablet right. marked on the that wax paper that they were using, and uh, they're like going through, and he has the torch, and they're looking at all these paintings, like that have been like, they're not like intricate, but they're just like painted like relics on the walls. And Elsa says, she goes, "What's this one?" And he says, "Ark of the Covenant." And she goes, "Are you sure?" And he goes, I'm "Pretty sure." <laughs> like, and that's she just looks <laughs> I'm familiar. Yeah, well, I'm very familiar with the Ark of the Covenant. I know what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. I This one, that just came to me, something about this. This one benefits from, like, referencing the previous movies, mm-hmm. whereas the next one, where it's, like, referencing the previous movies, it's just kind of, like, super hammy, like, pandery, kind of. Like it, like I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll talk about yeah, it. We'll, we get yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to that one. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else that we wanted to say? I'm just really trying to prolong Last Crusade before we get to the... <laughs> We really don't want to talk about this movie. I mean, it's not. This is it, like it, it, it is the worst. This it is, is the like worst. Harrison now. Ford at his best. I oh yeah, yeah, like peak. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like he's great in all of them, but I think that this is like really like her. He shines through yeah. as indie. Yeah. Because his character goes through a lot yeah. in this movie, like mentally, emotionally. Like it's nice to see his character evolve because mm-hmm. he, he becomes I mean, he was relatable to begin with, but he just becomes more relatable as a character as it goes. And I, mean, I, I think that that in a nutshell is why the third one is my favorite. Yeah. Like it's it's so uh like What's the word? Like personable. Yeah, <laughs> like you can relatable, super yeah, relatable. The, the argument that they have when he comes in to save him, and the Nazis come up because they know the room's been broken into, and they're like arguing about the book because yeah. he's like, "I didn't want you to bring it back. I didn't want it to fall into their hands." And he's like, "I came here to save you." And he goes, "Oh yeah." He goes, "Who's gonna save you, Junior?" And he goes, "I told you." And he takes the gun and shoots all the Nazis, <laughs> and he turns and he goes, 
don't call me junior <laughs> like that's just the greatest yeah. like thing yeah. and then his dad's just horrified he's like look what you did yeah. well i suppose before we get to uh the kingdom of the crystal skulls we can talk briefly about how river phoenix was supposed to continue on like the story of indiana jones with the young uh, indiana jones chronicles. young indiana jones mm -hmm. chronicles which he had a bunch of different people play indiana jones in that yeah well i mean obviously river died so like <laughs> no they... i mean like they had different actors oh. play indiana jones through the season oh i didn't know like, that. i think there was like three or three seasons i think mm. and harrison ford returned for an episode <laughs> like older like he had a big beard and everything he still had the same hat like yeah uh but that wasn't received super well no Especially what they did with old, old Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like, he had an eye patch and, like, shit. Like, it was weird. It was, like, super weird. I'm like... I didn't realize is... that it went for that long. Yeah. I I don't plan on watching them, because, hmm. like, as much as I like the character, I feel like I would just rather stick to the movies. Right. Like, it's not like Star Wars, where it's, like, Clone Wars really builds on the lore yeah. and, like, Rebels. The young Indiana Jones Chronicles are just, like, a serial of, like all the other famous historical figures he's encountered or whatever. Hmm. So it's <clears throat> it's just kind of like that, oh, who does he meet this week? Then it's yeah, like, exactly. oh, he met Lenin. Like, <laughs> that actually happens. I'm not even joking about that. <laughs> but, like, it's just, like, shit like that. And I'm like, no, I don't really care about so that. They're like, huh, let's, let's take Indiana Jones. Let's make it like Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now... The Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. It takes place in the 70s, right? 1957. 57? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously it takes place, like, a number of years, like, close to 20 years after everything that happened. Um, World War Two has been fought and won. Yeah. We're in, like... We're Indy fought. Yeah, we're in, like, Cold War <laughs> territory now. Um, he's still a professor uh, at college but uh, the movie starts with them heading to area 51 yes and um so indy is like infiltrating area 51 yeah they get captured yeah. by the soviets yeah yeah disguised as u.s army people yeah who go to like it's a yeah it's a secret bunker area and they kill all the people at the gate yeah and go in and um yeah so they they end up in Area 51. Uh, they, they're, they like, being chased down by Soviets. And uh, he escapes. <laughs> and uh, the classic scene of the movie where he, he, like, ends up in a nuclear test facility. It's like a, like a town where they would, like, see... The, it's like, literally Nuketown. Nuke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally and uh, a, a siren goes off. They're like, oh, they're about to test a nuclear warhead uh, drop here. So... Indiana gets the bright idea to uh, hop in a lead-lined refrigerator. <laughs> Nuclear warhead goes off, and he gets sent flying like miles. <laughs> I hundreds, every, hundreds of miles. Every one of his bones should be yeah, he like, should be absolutely destroyed. Anyway, like, never mind. Never mind. Out. Yeah, never mind the fact that like nuke at ground zero yeah nuke at ground zero like he would have just been cooked inside that that's elevator. true yeah it would have been yeah. extremely hot he would have just yeah the heat yeah. itself would, yeah because yeah. like they show you on the outside like as soon as it detonates there's the flash and then all the mannequins just ignite on yeah. fire i'm like he should just be like cooked 
Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a rotisserie chicken. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So he survives that. Uh, he gets grilled by the U.S. military, like, government agencies. They're like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Why are you working with Soviets? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, they literally captured, which, by the way, we can't gloss over the fact that the Area 51 is where the is, warehouse is. the warehouse. Where that, they like, stored the Ark of the yeah, Covenant. Because right. they're looking for an alien. Yeah. They're hinting it was Roswell. Yeah, that there was an alien carcass found. Yeah, yeah. So the the driving force of the film is the hunt for the fabled crystal skull, which is an alien skull that it, you can, that might uh, actually be the size of the one that they yeah cut out. an elongated yeah, skull yeah an alien skull that you can like peer into to like gain psychic abilities yeah, psychic, or something yeah like some that. some kind of thing to like enhance. It's, it's almost like a third eye. Yeah, it's like thing. it's for the war effort, obviously. Like because we're in like yeah, the Soviets want to peer across the world, like which is kind of funny because Stranger Things was kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, because they literally wanted to know what their enemies were doing, and the skull would give them that ability. Yeah, to like see but, what uh, the other side is planning. We uh, so we find out that another American uh, professor and archaeologist was like looking into this. And he has gone mad from peering into the skull, and he's also captured by the Soviet forces because they like want to use him to like get to this like because he like no he speaks in riddles and yeah. he knows the path to the skull or where they need to take the skull yeah to right. like gain its power or whatever and they have to return the skull he has the knowledge but he's mad yeah yeah so crazy. he has to speak in riddles in order for them to figure it out but Indiana Jones is like one of the only people who like knows what he's talking about yeah right. and they are like uh colleagues and right. yeah so they know each other it's kind of a mess when you think about it's... it because it's like oh he knows John Hurt but John Hurt also knows Marion so they drug Marion in here yeah and then Mutt goes to find Indy like it, it just becomes kind of like it's not convoluted but it's a bit of a mess this is trying to do what uh the last crusade did where it tried to have like a familial story with the backdrop of this like crazy alien bullshit but it was just like the story made no sense because it was like yeah mutt doesn't know that indy's his father but he goes and like seeks him out because marion is his mother and they were like they he knew that they had a close relationship at one point so he's like hey my mom's missing you need to help me find her and this is why so they go to like find her because of john hurt being like fucking knocked out by the skull and uh they're like <laughs> traveling through the jungle and they're trying it's like a fighting the soviets it's kind of like a cat and mouse type of deal where they're like kind of working alongside the soviets to get to the like place i don't know why they're motivated to go there just because but uh the soviets are in indie yeah indie it's kind of like well, well we're fucking here might as well, well like, it out. I, I think that like the driving force there is john hurt's character yeah because they he, want to like he, fix, he, him, yeah, fix yeah, him yeah yeah he's the one who wants to return the skull so they think well if we take the skull to where it needs to go maybe it'll cure him or yeah. something like so that. that's their motivation and then the soviets are it's like a cat and mouse they're like kind of going with them helping them along the way but also like trying to get there before them and they eventually make it to this place and um <laughs> indy's like one former friend double crosser thing which is also like Panic. the most convoluted bullshit in the entire movie because he's like 
He's working with him at the beginning of the movie, and then he's, like, working with the Soviets. He's like, I double-crossed you. And then he's like, he's like, oh, I'm do- I'm secretly double-crossing them. I'm working with you. It's but, a double-double-cross. And then at the end, he's like, I'm double-double-crossing you. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, like, the only... Clearly, his only motivation is like the Money. gold and riches, yeah. and he's like, I, I, I just want to be on the team yeah, that wins. I, I, I want to be on the team that gets me, yeah, that gets me all the money. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like all throughout <laughs> like, the movie, Mac is just weighing his options. Like, mm, well, if we go to the place that's built out of solid gold, I could probably get money there. And he's like, yeah. the Soviets are gonna pay me. So like, he's like weighing his options yeah. the whole time, and he's like. Mm, they might get to the solid gold city. I'm yeah. gonna go with that. Like that that type of character can be fun if it's like not taken seriously. Mm. If it's like that character is a joke, but <laughs> the entire movie, you're like you have no idea where this dude's allegiances lie. Right, and it's it's fucking annoying, <laughs> and it's and it's made a joke because it's taken so seriously. It's like oh, you know, this dude's like oh, the secret double cross, triple cross, quadruple cross. It's like. The lamest fucking shit ever. Yeah, it's, it's fine the first little bit. You're like, oh yeah, you know that's a that's a cute twist, you know, yeah. whatever. And then it just keeps happening. And really, hey. Mac is not integral to the story. Not whatsoever. really. I mean, he helps the Soviets get to there just yeah. by like being able to follow Indy and all them. But yeah, other than that, he's kind of just there to be a foil. Like when he goes back with with Indiana and and the gang. Like, he's still, he's, like, planting seeds for, like, he's still double, it, it, I don't know, it, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's still double, like, and I guess he's doing that just to, like, cover his own ass, because right. he's like, well, if we get here and this is a bust, at least they'll show up and pay me still. And I can yeah. be like, oh, I got you here. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, Mac is fueled by greed and money, right. so. Right. He sells out his own friends to yeah. make money. And, uh, I I mean, we can talk about it, but it's been belabored to death since, you know, the movie came out. This is an exception where the first three films are, like, religious artifacts to a degree. Uh, and this one is, like, completely not in yeah. any way related it, to it religion. Depends. It depends on... The Mayans, it was a very religious... Well, sure, but, but even, you know, it's like aliens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which, I mean, that's... It's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. You knew it was going to happen eventually. <laughs> like, yeah. We all should have known that there was eventually going to be an Indiana Jones So this, this shouldn't be any shock to me. I love the alien part of it. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't mind it. Like I, I, I think they're cool. They're they're designed very. It's weak. Neat. I don't mind it. Yeah. Though. I don't know. Yeah. I wish it were something else, but I don't, the, it, it doesn't like it was cool. Like when it first came out, like you can even ask Sean. Like I, I loved this movie when it first came out. Is it's definitely the weakest. Like I, I, I would not say that I. I mean, obviously, I like the Crystal Skulls. Like I read, right. I read a whole book on them when this yeah. came out. It's a very, it's interesting. It's the skulls are very, like. <laughs> They're they're very interesting because like they're the size of like two footballs. Well, not not those ones. Yeah. The real ones. The yeah. ones that like because they're cut in like a non other in an otherworldly way. Like mm-hmm. if you tried to machine one of those, it would shatter. Yeah. So it's weird like how they were made. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the, the mystery behind them. Uh so I mean like it it's cool, but it definitely doesn't have the 
the driving force that the other ones have, I think. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I like a lot of shitty movies. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. This is, this is there's, a shitty there's, movie. There's a lot of stuff yeah. that I like in this. I like the... I like the... Well, there was a bit of the type of fight that he has with the big guy they brought the big that Russian guy. they fight the big russian guy and he gets eaten by those humongous man-eating yeah. ants yeah. i like that part uh but even though it's really fucking dumb them being in the uh um what do you call it the jeep and oh, it, like going ambitious. yeah it going over the uh waterfall oh, yeah. I, I like that bit and even like the the jungle the, like cutter thing like yeah the jungle car thing was really cool it's pretty neat yeah uh the... and he shoots the rpg at it yeah. and the blade comes flying back like through all their vehicles yeah i mean yeah it's been a while since i've seen it i didn't feel the need to revisit it <laughs> but, uh, but uh yes uh yeah, i don't know I, the, the action is good uh i don't know it's i don't hate it the way that a lot everybody hates it like i think it's a fine movie even even though i i had never seen any of them like i have always heard about how bad the fourth yeah. one is yeah, like, exactly and even then it's not that bad either it, I, it's it, like it, there it, are certainly parts of it that are not good but yeah i it's serviceable i liked it but i can also recognize why people don't yeah. hold it to the original trilogies so, like and, and the thing of it if the movie felt like disconjointed from everything else then yeah i probably wouldn't like it mm. i wouldn't like it as much as i do but like it's still cohesive <laughs> to everything else and it's still from despite it, being removed for from the rest of it by like 30 years yeah 20 to 30 years yeah is, is this the first of what we are living now where we revisit old like movie. kind of like a like a sequel reboot type of deal. Yeah. Like um, was this like one of the first ones? I mean the prequels, obviously. Right. I'm I mean in where like the original cast comes back. Like oh, like a sequel reboot. Right. Yeah. Because like we got like it, the the new trilogy for Star Wars, and we got um, it, it, it's like close. the Terminator cast coming back. All right. Like all, I all would those say kinds that of probably. Things. Terminator was the first to do that. Well, early ter because Terminator Three was twelve years after Terminator Two. Yeah, I feel so like they that's... waited quite a while to reboot. I mean, that's that. a, a big gap, but like, this I guess I'm mostly meaning the the ones where it's like thirty years, twenty, thirty years, like kind of like Force Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens, like that, those kinds of things. It could be. It very well could be. Because I don't think that anybody was really doing anything like that yeah. at yeah. that time. No, no people... one ever thought about it. This was kind of like that first where people went, hey, we can dig up this geezer and put him back in a movie. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Like, and Harrison doesn't even look like that old. Like, I remember no. like thinking that he was older, and now you see him now compared to what he was in this movie, and it's like, oh, wow, he's still I mean, pretty this, young. It's been 14 years after that has been released, so, like... And they're coming out with another one. I was going to say, like, five's coming out. And he's 79. Yeah, so like... And they've been shooting that for like, what, four years? They were shooting it like before the pandemic. Yeah. That's what slowed it down. Yeah, yeah so... And he also got injured. Yeah, yes. he did get injured. Because yeah. he's an old Broke his shoulder man. or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, something like that. I think that we had enough of talking about King <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, we, we, we didn't even get to the epic conclusion where oh, they take yeah. the skull... 
and put it on like there's 13 alien crystal skeletons. And it's missing the one. And it's yeah. missing its head. So they like put it on there and then they all like come combine. together yeah, they combine into, into one alien. alien and then it burns Kate Blanchett's eyes out of her head. No, she just gets all the knowledge that she wants. Yeah, yeah, because she just wanted knowledge. She can't hold all yeah, the knowledge. Yeah, so like, it's like it literally gives her what she wants and then it just like... Alright, so my connection, why I probably like this so much, it just kind of dawned on me. Uh, it's very, it's a very Doctor Who uh, kind of story. That, yeah. And it doesn't help that John Hurt's in it, because he played yeah, Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. And then that, them, the aliens leaving, well, they're in, they're not aliens, they're interdimensional beings, yeah, as John Hurt right. puts it. And then they just, like, light speed out yeah, of there, they, and it collapses, like, the lake around it. Yeah, and it just hides everything that was ever there. This is the first instance where, like, the CG shit is kind of like, like, CG was okay back 15 years ago, but it, it's like, oh, Indiana Jones isn't known for its CG, and then you have a giant UFO right. taking off, and you're like, oh, that looks kind of like shit. <laughs> like, and there, there were a lot of sets built for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but at the same time, it's like, oh, there's so much more CG. Like, you could tell George Lucas was involved. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, I'll put him on a blue screen, and then we'll just shoot it like that. At least, at least he didn't go back somehow. Right. We don't know yet. The five K, yeah, the four K version just got re released. Oh, so good. Maybe there's like an extra Nazi like on the field in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I hope a Nazi says McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that'd be that. No, that'd just be a Kathleen Kennedy decision. Now, uh, what do we think? wasn't that George Lucas's like last thing he did before they sold it? It was a Disney thing. Oh yeah, it was a Disney thing. I thought it, it was like I, one of the first things I on thought Disney I, Plus that people were like, "What the fuck is that?" I thought it was reported though that like it was the last thing he changed, but like it was never released under him. I don't know. Might have been. I thought that's what I read. You could be right, and Disney just re released that version. That that's what I'm saying. Like it was supposed to be like the next 4K like. Before they bought it, which I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny to really to think matter, but... <laughs> to, to think about it now. But like, you look back on these movies, and not to like go into any sort of tangent or anything, but like Kathleen Kennedy was involved. In I mean, all, yeah, in, I've in been all her name freaking everywhere. in all of this. Like, like she was Star Wars, Indiana Jones, anything Lucas Jurassic film. Park. Yeah, anything Lucasfilm and Spielberg like touched. Yeah. She was involved. I mean, yeah. I mean, her and Frank. Marks well, she could... she was like yeah. George Lucas's right hand woman. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Despite what you might think of what where, what she's done in recent years, she is a very skilled yeah, producer right. and yeah, she like, helped you know, build these yeah. epic franchise. And I think it might just be something that like you still want to be that person, but trying to evolve in today's market, like you're trying to do stuff that you did back in the day, and it's just not working. Right. I mean. I mean, she's, like, almost solely responsible for the computer-generated images in Jurassic Park. Like, she was, like, the one that saw, like, them working on the CGI instead of the stop-motion shit. She's like, oh, we're going to do that. Yeah, do that. Yeah, she's yeah, like, exactly. this is and what then, we're doing. And then Phil Tippett threw a brick through a window somewhere. <laughs> he was like, are you kidding? <laughs> but, yeah. Like, she, she is just like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. She is responsible for revolutionizing film industry. So, right. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, give like, her the credit. You but, look back at yeah. the last like forty years of film, like 
think of the biggest franchises that changed the face of cinema. Yeah. Like, it's these ones. Guess who was involved? Her. Right. Yeah. We're not here to simp for Kathleen Kennedy, but wow. she did have a hand in really changing the the game. But like at some point, you got to recognize what she has yeah. done. You yeah. Know? Real, real. And I, I was real. I was ignorant to that. Like I was kind of on board with the whole like. Let's hate Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you, like can, you can hate her for some decisions she's made. Right, right. For the decisions. Can't hate her, because yeah. without her, we wouldn't have these things. Yeah. Where do we think that the fifth movie is going to go? Oh, God. Like, I, go. I honestly have no clue where we can go from here. Like, so, is Shia LaBeouf out? I think so, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't he's, think he's like in rehab. Well, I, I, know, I know he's he himself is. But, like... Is that is his son just not going to be mentioned? So like if we're if we're like going by, like if this is like timeline wise going to keep up with the t length of time that has passed, like let's say it's fifty or ten years, eleven years. So it's going to be like sixties, almost seventies, right? So what is it going to be like Vietnam era stuff, like in the well, yeah, because uh, it can't I'm be here, now. Yeah, like, yes, yeah, and he will be long dead by the right. time that it's like now. So, like, I'm just curious. Like, are are they? Do you think they're going to revert back to like the religious artifact type of thing, or they're just going to like? I I don't know. I'm I'm a, I, yeah, I'm I, actually I, I literally have zero idea what it could be. So I'm very I'm, I'm interested in that regard, but also I think it's going to be dog shit because Harrison Ford is an 80 year old man. <laughs> do you think it's just going to be like Harrison Ford walks on the screen, everybody cheers, and like he just goes. And like they're at like a waterfall or something, and he just like looks at the camera and just walks and just like no, <laughs> and then it's like Indiana Jones died, and then that was like that's it. Roll yeah, credit. It's a it's a four minute long movie. He's like, although I will say this, Harrison has also gone on record as saying that he loves playing Indiana Jones. Now he also said this is gonna be his last movie. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna kill Indy? I don't know if they'll kill him. I feel like he would want them to. Yeah, I mean, that's the only reason well, he, he wanted came back for Star Wars. Yeah. is because, And they didn't even keep him dead, but, you know. Well, they did. Well, well he was dead. I don't, that was that was Kylo Ren's. I feel like, yeah, the, the whole point of it being, like, Harrison Ford's like, I'm not doing Star Wars anymore. Kill me off. And then they're like, Harrison, please. Well, he's like, like how, much money, how, much, how much money do you have? <laughs> give, me, give me $5 million for a day on set, and I'll... Uh, I'll consider it. I'll do it. But, uh, yeah. So. Harrison, can we put you in the makeup chair? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Can you at least shave? No. All right, wear this. You look way. like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't even want to be here. Well. I think, it's that time. I think it's time to rate the movies. Yeah. Are we? Do, do, do we want to go, like, individually rate? each one around or do we want to give our ratings for each one and proceed no, I, th I think we should go movie by movie roundabout round table okay yeah i'm gonna hit raiders with a an eight i am also going eight it it, it established a lot uh changed the fate changed the game of the adventure movie um gave us a lot of really iconic scenes um great score great action great visual effects like ilm was at the pinnacle of their game at this point um i mean they, it was it was a groundbreaking movie mm. they broke new ground so I, I i'm gonna hit it with an eight i'd probably go just because i don't think i have the same appreciation because i've only seen it once 
I'm gonna go seven. It's not that much of a difference, but you know, like it. It might be my least favorite. <laughs> even even with the yeah, like I I legit like the fourth movie. I don't know why I keep pointing at that one because that's not it, but um. That one's Raiders. Yeah, it's Raiders. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll get to. I was looking to see if they're in any. Type they, they are in order. This they one. are in order with the special features. Well, I've been pointing at that one, even though I know it's not. <laughs> anyway, but you know, I mean, my copy of it is a steel book, so it would have looked weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I forget what I even said now. Seven. Well, I'm going to say eight and a half for the Temple of Doom because I think it improves on it. It is uh, campy and violent, and I like that a lot. And everything else from the first movie, it's it just improves upon it that yeah. way. So I will second Sean's eight point five and everything that he said. Well, I'm going to jump up to an eight for the second. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, with with nothing more yeah. to add to it, really. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna give Last Crusade a nine. It's not a perfect movie, but it is very good. Mm. Um, like I said, it has become my favorite out of all four of them. Um, and it gets better with every rewatch. Uh, there's a lot of great action set pieces. There's a like the way it was directed was different than the other two. Like there was something like. It, Steven Spielberg was trying to do something different, and it worked. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Great score, great acting, great characters. Nothing feels... And I, I guess that's something in these movies, too. Like, we talk about sequels nowadays where it's like, ah, oh, they turn this into such a mess, and we have all these characters that are just stupid and don't matter. But there's... In these movies, there really isn't, like... There isn't really, especially in the trilogy, I should say, mm -hmm. there isn't anything that like you could really do away with or like go, ah, that's fucking stupid. Like, Everybody has a purpose. Yeah, just like cut that out. Like there, there's no, there's no reason to do anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like they're they're solid movies the entire way through. Well, I would say eight point seven five, but that sounds pretentious of me, so I'm just going to say eight point five. <laughs> but know that it's a it's a high eight and a half. <laughs> it could okay. be nine. Uh solely because of the story elements. It, mm. it improves upon the first two based solely on like it the driving force is the character work between Indy and his father. So mm -hmm. And and like I said, the three is my favorite out of all four. Uh so I was actually thinking eight point five as well. Well, you were thinking you know. Yeah. <laughs> but 8.5 for me. I 8.5? Yeah. <laughs> no, mine's just a normal <laughs> ass. And then 6 5. out of 10 for that shit pile. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to give it a, a 7. Just because the, I feel like 7 is just kind of like, I don't hate this movie. I like it. Um, they're definitely, it's definitely the weaker one out of all of them. Um, yeah, I'm just going to stick with a 7. I mean, we've said our gripes about it pretty much, so... That's... I was probably still really high, high, from the third one, but yeah, I'm gonna go seven point five. It's just maybe I was just yeah. more invested at that hey, point. You're entitled to that opinion. 
I can't believe it. I, I'm sure, like, if I ever revisited it, these could all change. But I, I just got to be honest. Like, I had fun with it. All right. Yeah, fourth, and, fourth one is yeah. We, we finally sat you down and made you watch all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, you know, with that pick. You're happy that you experienced that, that's, yeah. one, that's one thing that, uh, you know, is great about the, the show is like, Sometimes you just want to watch something, but you're like, ah, I don't really, I don't really want to sit down and watch it right now. I don't have the time or whatever. Mm. But in this instances, it's like you have to sit down and watch these movies. Yeah, I would. We can talk about it. So I mean, clearly, like I, there was even a time, uh, way before a podcast was ever a thing for me, but like I tried to sit down and watch the first one, and like I just found it boring. Like I, I literally turned it off. But, you know, Absolutely. once I got past that point, I guess, I don't know what was so boring about it back then. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention that good. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad this was picked. All right. I'm glad we did the fourth one, too. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Well, everybody knew we were going to do that. There, there was no way we weren't going to be able to get away with that. Well, there you have it. We have our... Uh... Indiana Jones Anthology Collection in the Books. I hope you enjoyed listening. We have another recommendation coming to you for next time from me. Also, sorry about the wait, guys. There was, it was a lot of shit to get through, okay? It's been a while since we've updated or uh, released a video, but we had to get through a lot of shit. So. Yeah, cut us a break. <laughs> um, but because Aaron gave us such a time sink, I'm going to give us a time sink too, and he's going to not be happy with me. But my recommendation for next time is James Cameron's Avatar. Damn it. <laughs> so, if you don't want to be spoiled for James Cameron's Avatar, make sure to watch it before next time. Uh, obviously, this is coming out much before the new movie comes out in December. Or it might come out in December. You don't know at this point. <laughs> yeah, you never know at this point. <laughs> Our upload schedule's been a little fluffy. <laughs> but, uh, we yeah. might just coincide it with the release and do a back-to-back. -back. <laughs> uh, make sure to watch it before next time. I hope you guys enjoyed watching our Indiana Jones Spectacular. We sure enjoyed talking about it. And make sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Share us and all that, all that garbage. And we'll see you in the next one. All right, I gotta go return the skull.